Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. I'm Iman Shumper, nine-year NBA veteran, NBA champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers, accomplished actor and artist. Most recently, I won Dancing with the Stars. I'm also husband to Tiana Taylor. We have two beautiful girls, Junie and Rue. I make up one half of the Iman Amongst Men podcast. I'm going to let my big-head-ass brother Ari introduce himself. I'm Ari Shumper, the other half of the Iman Amongst Men podcast. I'm also a husband, a father of one girl, one boy. <laughs> I've also been Iman's manager for the last, what, 13 years? Mm-hmm. I've been your barber for longer. Yeah, It's been hell. <laughs> my resume isn't nearly as long, but I'm glad to be here, man. I'm glad to you know, endeavor on the podcast. On today's episode, we're gonna get a crash course in media with Matt Barnes. Hey, you did your thing on Dancing with the Stars, bro. You was out there dancing <laughs> your ass off, bro. Hey, you fucked it up for a lot of other athletes and entertainers now, bro. Like, you set the bar. But I just want to congratulate you. I we appreciate was checking you. Out, bro. I, I, think, um, I think the cool thing about Dancing with the Stars, the biggest thing I took from it, I realized after being on there, after, the, after we did the first run through, I'm like, I think that it's a lot of other athletes that can dance. Yeah. I think they don't want to pre- take their cool button and just turn it off. You might have opened the door for that thing. That's it, Joe. Like I was like, gee, if I'm gonna be up, I'm gonna have a good plus I got kids. I think once you have kids You take you don't you don't take yourself so serious. I'm like, though, yeah. my daughter tell me I do it wrong yeah, every day. Trying to get all the new dances. Man, she be yeah. like, Dad, that's not, oh my God, what are you doing? All right, yeah. move. You messing up my video. Right. Get out the video. Yeah. So I, I don't I done dealt with a lot of that. And I uh when I did the show, I think just seeing how many athletes was like, yo, I checked it out. Like, yo, I was watching it. You know, my mm-hmm. girl watched that. My my wife watched that. Uh you know, my parents watched that. Like, they was talking about it. My aunt was telling me about it. I'm but like, normally damn. it's the ones that can't dance, though. So it's like, they, damn, they fucking this up for us. <laughs> I was actually, so I, was supposed, so, I, so I got asked to do Dance with the Stars during the lockout when I played for the Lakers, and I declined it. And then, just at the time, it was 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago. But then uh, that's that's the time, Meta ended up doing it. And of course he, he, did. He, he was out there with two left kneecaps. So we were just like, <laughs> but I, you know, it could be in a mess with Duke, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun to watch, though. That's dope. Especially, like I said, you knew what you was like. You was really out there fucking it up, man. Yeah. I just wanted to commend you on that, I bro. I appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for being our yeah. first guest. Um, it's a comfort of mine to have my big brother Ari with me. Um, yes, I've had uh, him, my younger brother, my oldest brother, always competitive under one roof. So it was like, ever since quote unquote making it, like I've been glued to having them around to check any bullshit. Right, that, you need it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I just get to acting like some character that y'all don't know, like I just need them around. Have just... y'all had to wrangle them back in at all? 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you need, you need that. Come on, man. You need that. I, I got. I gotta say though, it's like a vice versa thing because yeah, in a lot other. of ways you can do the same. Like he could do the same thing for me. Yeah. So That's it's like, there for. yeah, it's really it's a give and take. But at yeah. the same time, it's like it's a good learning experience and it's a good way to, you know, like ground yourself right. in somebody else's knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I mean. It was cool for that. I, I give you that. I, I, being a being in the NBA, because you remember we 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 chopped it when I was uh, what this was my second year in the mm-hmm. league when we had the thing we did the little fashion show. We had to do oh yeah, little, New York. What was it? A swimwear line. Yep. Swimwear line. We came out. We did it. They was like, you want to do it? I had just started walking. Matt was out oh, yeah, there doing fresh it. off a kneecap. That's what or I was. A knee surgery. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, right. What's up with you in the yeah, kneecap? Yeah, I don't know. That shit yeah. slid out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember uh, that. That's right. Yeah, I had the the, the the I had the little knee sleeve on everything. Yeah. We walked in the show. All y'all had on. Little we shorts. did that. Then we all sitting there. And this little before shorts. little this, shorts. This for little shorts is cool. I was there. No, this I was the there. Yeah, I was there with y'all. I was there with y'all. I saw. I saw. And it was cold. And we sat down. I remember sitting down, and we just finally sat down. We started chopping about how we didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We was both convinced to be here. Yeah. And now we just here. We right. we stepping out into something new, man. So yeah. that's so. dope. <laughs> that's oh, it was new. Yeah, that yeah. was new. That yeah. was new. Now that I think about, what's that? Twenty twelve. Yeah, that was a mess. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, man. Fashion week. I know one of the things I wanted to ask you was, uh, of course, just asking when you when you went green. You know what I'm saying? As far as thinking about it, as like. Fuck just smoking it or marketing it and finding the, yo, I'm gonna do it all the way business with it and right. stay go. You know what I'm saying? Like going green, period. And pushing the dialogue. Like, yeah. Like, well, I think the education was the part that other people may have missed. Obviously, I feel like Ricky Williams, the football player, was a little bit ahead of his time. And he was just, he was speaking on, on, at the time on how it made him feel. And they weren't ready mm-hmm. for that because we can all speak on if you consume, you know how it makes you feel and it, it's what you feel like you need. But once the medical research started coming back with it, you know, they couldn't really debate it no more. You know, I was someone who, you know, I call, both my parents were functioning drug addicts. Like they was on drugs. That's just what it was in the eighties. And, and, but we never went without always fed, always taken care of. But I stole weed from my dad for the first time, like at 14 and smoked it. Mm. Got a headache the first time, but I wasn't no quitter. Tried it again and kind of just, you know, fell in love with it. And I just always knew cause I had a, 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 a tough childhood. So I just always knew every time I, you know, I, I consumed it just, it took me to a different place. It allowed me to focus, block shit out. Um, and, so from there, from from 14 to today, you know, all through high school, all through UCLA, my entire, you know, 15-year career in uh, professional basketball, it was just something I felt like I needed. But mm-hmm. like I said, until you started coming with the <clears throat> educational, because there was never uh, funding for the positive <coughs> benefits of it. It was always funding for the negatives. Yeah. So mm-hmm. once they started funding the positive uh, effects from it, um, we started making headway. And, uh, you know, now we're here today. You know, they don't even test for it in the league no more, which That's is a beautiful crazy. thing because you know That's... we went through real cha- we went through real penitentiary penitentiary chances when we was out there doing what we was doing. penitentiary Man. chances. It's just, yes, I, it's... That's, that to me is the craziest part of it. It's like the fact that we used to look at it no you know no longer than like 10, 15 years ago as like a you know almost like a little mini death death sentence you know right. when yeah. it comes to your career or well, your people job have lost and... their you know people have lost their their careers in, in yeah. professional sports over mm-hmm. cannabis when you know they want to f- 
force feed us all these opioids and, and toward all shots and all this other shit to keep us doing what we do, but want to penalize us, take our money and possibly ban us from a league for smoking weed, which is crazy to me. I totally get the brand of basketball and protecting the brand as right. opposed to just any type of smoking period. It's right. just health wise, not technically good for you. Right. Like I, I wouldn't be able to argue smoking yeah. is good for you. Um, I understand protecting that. I just, I've always looked at it like you look at other years where guys are getting in trouble for weed and it's all this other stuff. And you, you talk about the game right now and you talk about how guys are scoring the ball, the focus in <laughs> a lot of these in. guys. Yeah, they're just. <laughs> hey, they said, it, they said it in the bubble, it was like a smoke fest in that motherfucker. They but said they a, were getting it in. I think there's a calm that comes. With it. With it, where it's just right. like, I'm not in trouble. Not, nobody's looking over my back. I don't panic. Right. The night before, it's just right. uh, if that's what they choose to do, your sleep, you go to sleep relaxed, and then you're keep, waking up keep tomorrow. Keep your ass in the room for most part. You know, but like I said, we used to have to carry around our drink. We used to worry about, you know, shit, we blow it down too loud in the hotels. Could we get, in, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was just so yeah. much you mm -hmm. had to. I would play full games and then go get on the bike or go sit in the steam room after just to sweat all that shit out, make sure you eat clean, make sure you drink mm -hmm. a lot of water, and then, you know, have your drink on you just because once they went to the four randoms, it was anybody's game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was anybody. <laughs> I remember one time randoms. I got in trouble, bro, with the Clippers, but I got traded to Memphis, so I was in the program while I was in there. I was getting tested once a week. They would come to my house, but I was still smoking. But that's just how much on the regimen I was, like knowing exactly right. what I needed to do down. to get my levels down by the time I knew the P-Man was coming. <clears throat> it was an art, but now like I feel it, but I feel kind of good. <laughs> but you it's know? like it's like it's like this. It's like if it's down to a science like that, can somebody really be bad? <laughs> right. But like I said, we had to. I I was just speaking to all the added pressure. Like mm -hmm. that's what we had to do mm -hmm. to get it off. You know. But now today they nah, can, like gone. you said, freely yeah. just. Man, I, my, my my knee is sore. I can't sleep. We just play motherfucking Portland. We got a back to back in San Antonio. <laughs> you know, you take a while to mm -hmm. get. Once you get there, to, so I just you know go in the bathroom, hit it, and go to sleep. But now I used I used to have to trip. Now you don't. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to trip at all. I'm all for the better brand of basketball if it removes anxiety from uh, you know a lot of the players around the league to say we're not testing for that, and they don't have to look over their shoulder. I feel like you get a better performance, and if you're sitting at home as a fan. That's all you want. Right, absolutely. And I, I want to shout out, obviously, Al, you know, our, our boy Al Harrington, you know, because yeah. he- Oh, for his, sure. With his brand Viola, he made a real push. Oh, on, he pushed a P onto the court. Right, he, uh, crazy, right? <laughs> you real. seen that shit? Motherfucker had a, a, had a, a pad of Iverson in Detroit. Oh my I God. I want to know who was really wait, in the wait, bag. Wait, wait, I don't know. He's the number one Warrior. guy. He's whoa, 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 the guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He what? He what? No, he's the guy for that. He put a pound, no, he put a pound of Iverson on the hardwood. That would, would carry a pound mm -hmm. in it, and it was the Iverson, and he, the he new had brand a side in Detroit. Now, I don't know if there was weed, and I got to ask him. I oh, okay. talked to him since then, but it, I mean, from all looks of it, it even looked if like it was a prop, even if it, it was a prop, yeah, right. They knew what just, type yeah. of prop it was. Right. And I'm not just, mad at it. It's the progress yeah. of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. we're not, not shocked. Tripping. It's not on tripping. the court. Yeah. 
You know, you heard. I mean, he you were in the league the when we had David Stern. You know, towards the uh, you know the beginning of your career, and you know, for him yeah. to sit down with David Stern, and he was so anti. You know, what I mean, David Stern came in when the league was too black and had too many drugs. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, so for the fact that Al to sit down and have that conversation with him, and he, you know, the, the, the progressive answer he gave, you know, and you know, Adam Silver is all about progression. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, I know Al was going, I was going. We were talking to the Players Association, talking to the NBA. You know, they were getting their individual doctors. First thing I heard is the NBA with PA was very for it. The NBA still wasn't. The doctors had to somehow meet in the middle. And then lo and behold, you know, when they went to the bubble, they just didn't test. And like I said, saw great basketball out great there. Great basketball. basketball in, 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 in crazy situations and times in the world. To your point, we've come so far because that stereotype just 10 years ago was – you could be oh, done man. playing. Mm-hmm. It was the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was no, the it, worst. it was you yeah. will be done right. playing. Like, yeah. It's, it yeah. was almost as bad as cocaine to an extent. Oh, like, man. I'll never forgive When I first came to L.A., to me, I, I would go around seeing cocaine was more socially accepted. I came to L.A. in 98 when I went to UCLA. So we started moving around, and you would see cocaine everywhere, mm-hmm. and people would be ducked off smoking weed. And I'm like, this shit is ass back. Right, related. right. <laughs> right. Wait, crazy. What? You're yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Like, it's it's more frowned upon, yeah. especially, like, for, you know, for niggas. Like, yeah, but it's a stereotype because well, they, they figure the black people smoke and the white people's on the dun dun dun. So it's just we've like, been to New York where bro, they in the club. Oh doing yeah, they doing the bumps. But that man won't they, say a word. Yeah. You light up some, some uh, shit. Uh, yeah, uh, they like uh, security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These niggas out of here uh-huh. <laughs> for real, yeah, for real. Straight up. Just don't collar. grab me. No, don't grab me by. I was just gonna say that. Don't grab me by my collar ever. All the smoke. How did it come about? How do you say me, Steven Jackson, two mics roll? Like, what is that? That shit was so lucky, bro. It was, <laughs> it was, it was random. Um, so we were both working for ESPN and Fox, both of us going back and forth to networks. And I think people were surprised to, first of all, see both of me and him on those kind of shows. But we kept getting positive feedback. Like, we love your real takes, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I had my house in the bay. And we were still out and we was out there just, we were smoking one day and I was like, yo, we need to do something together. He's like, what you thinking? It's like a podcast. He's like, what's a podcast? I was like, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I know we could, I know we could smoke and cuss and we could drink on it. Like, would you just be us? Yeah. You know I mean, cause you know, ESPN is Disney and, and Fox mm-hmm. is Fox. Like you got to kind of walk that line. You could be you to an extent. Exactly. I knew that if we shot a podcast, we could just be us. Um, so fast forward, maybe like a month later, I shoot a, a podcast, or excuse me, I shoot a documentary. I'm a piece of DeMarcus Cousins, I think it's Resurgent, his his documentary from Showtime. And one of the producers asked after, he's like, yeah, I heard you want to do a podcast. I'm like, shit, how'd you hear that? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to still learn what it is. He's like, well, Showtime is starting a new um, Showtime basketball, you know, department in, uh, under their umbrella. He connected the dots for us. So I went and just pitched an idea no sizzle no nothing like yo just me and you know steven jackson and it i don't want it to be like a microphone in your face like interview like interrogation i want it to be like a man cave kick back smoke drink and just have like a conversation like there are no cameras there yeah and um that was literally my pitch and they took that shit so first season we really didn't know what we had until you know we just started getting these interviews and you know we, we came out the gate swinging strong you know grabbing people left and right and just started really 
getting a following and, and and next thing we know we're seeing our podcast on espn and fox and they're taking our you know our edits to you know mm-hmm. lead segments on these on these networks i'm just like yo we got something going on here i uh, did the kobe interview um it went crazy and then it happened to be his last interview you know what i mean so it was just like there was a lot of attention from obviously that conversation we had but the fact that it was his one of his last or his last thing it just started people like all the smoke. People mm-hmm. kept saying, "All the smoke, all the smoke, all the smoke." And you know, from there, we go on our first year to win Sports Podcast of the Year. Man. You know, against Bill Simmons and Colin Cowherd and all these dudes that have kind of dominated this space for so long. Two niggas just came in here smoking weed and 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 took the space. You know what I mean? Right. I'm a boy, man. So it, all it, the smoke. No, but it just really it, it really showed me. You know, in the process, I didn't really know what we were doing, but we were kind of just paving the path for our folks. You know what I mean? Showing the people like, because all the world wants to really know is what's it, what is it really like to be something? What is it really like to be an NBA, NFL rapper? Like they really want to know the insight. So who better to give it to them than us? Somebody on so, the so often other people have been telling our stories and, you know, I use this analogy. So I'm like Stephen A. Smith is great at, you know, giving his take and this and that, but he's never been in that locker room. He's never been, you know, what is it like to, you know, you got to sing two to go to overtime. And he can't tell you that. He can give you all kinds of other shit, but he can't tell you that. <laughs> he can tell you what <laughs> you're supposed to be doing. Right. But he can't tell you that. So I was just like, you know, there are so many of us that can really get our thoughts out and really give you that kind of experience. So why not? And now you're seeing it. Not, like, not that we were the first. Like, I think, I, you know, you saw Q Rich and shout out Q Rich and D Miles mm-hmm. with the knucklehead shit. Like they started doing it first, and I kind of think like we came on and just kind of continued to open the doors for you know our brothers. And I, and I think it's a beautiful thing because as long as you got something to say, man, podcasts are there. And and what I was telling you before we got on camera was just like, bro, you guys master this shit because this is going to open so many more doors yeah. into whatever you want to do, producing, directing, speaking engagements, like whatever it may be. Like people get to know the real y'all right here. You know I was what I mean? seeing that on y'all, uh, y'all show when y'all had Dame on there, uh, Dame Dash. Yeah, he, was, he, he, he made Steve on, uh, site. on site act. And... I don't know. I don't know if Jack even realized like how big that moment was, and he killed it. Cause I'm like, Gee, it shocked like, me. I didn't I'm know what like, to say. Yeah, he, he went into it too ready. Yeah, he looked a little too ready. He went right into it like yeah. he had been practicing and not mm-hmm. telling nobody. He wants to act though. He's, it's been I can see that. that he wants but you to. saw the excitement in him. Like it, it was cool as hell, and I, I I think that's so cool that y'all do that. What else would you say? Being on the podcast and sharing your stories, sharing other side of you, what opportunity came that's just like so left you like, I can't believe, you know what I'm um, saying? Man, speaking engagements for a lot of money. I'm just like, <laughs> you want me to talk for how long, for how much? Shit, sign me it is, up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Producing now, you know, I got a couple shows that I'm producing over at the Showtime Network now. Mm. Um, also creating, I'm creating, I'm in the process of creating the Allen Iverson podcast right now. Oh, um, just really building out the platform of Showtime Basketball. You know, we picked up KG, Paul Pierce, Jamal Crawford, um, one a couple of my homeboys from UCLA. Like, they're just really over there letting me kind of build out stuff that I feel like our people want to see, our people want to watch. And it's, it's, been, it's been a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and now that we're in this space and we're not just considered athletes, it's just like, you know, we can produce, we can direct, we can host, we can do, we can do it all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and 
through the podcast, I feel like I'm getting those opportunities like more than ever now because, you know, I mean, once you're retired, normally, you know, I wasn't no star. I was a role player. I'll keep it real. For like 15 years, I did my job. Could have played as long as I wanted. But normally people like us kind of just fade off when they're done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But for me to kind of stay just as relevant, if not more, now that I'm done because I'm on ESPN, because I'm on all the smoke, because I have a couple other TV shows coming out. It's just like, you know, these doors are really opening for us. Yeah. And I feel like it's because the podcast hit. So, yeah, he been... Yeah, for the nice. longest been trying to get me to tap into these other spaces uh well because you got a unique life where you got to think like i mean although you got you've had a reality show like you got you know you got an amazing spouse you know what i mean so to you like your personal like it, to me i always tell people like however far you want to go is what you're going to get out of it you know what i mean like you being comfortable sharing your experience obviously is like people will feel that people will understand that people can relate to that mm. you know what i mean and, and all that at the end of the day is just going to equal money somehow some way right yeah what was your favorite like moment on the show? And then was at the same time, was there a moment on the show where it didn't get aired, but it was like something that you really enjoyed doing, talking about whatever the case? Um, no, I mean, we pretty, really what you see is what you get with the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not too much editing. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, we're on from the jump. You know, I, I think what I like the most about our show is the live, when we do our live shows is just our environment. You know what I mean? You'll walk up and, you know, there'll be food. We'll be smoking or having a drink, listening to music, talking shit. So I really feel like when we, when, by the time we get to actually interview, like you, like I said, you're going to talk like there's no cameras because you're comfortable. Right, you know right. I mean? Like to me, I feel like we've been able to create an environment where guys let their walls down. Like they don't have to feel like, damn, if I'm going to say some shit on here, they're going to try to flip this shit upside down yeah. and do some Low bullshit. Key. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. That's how I yeah. felt about their show at first until yeah. his I started following your Instagram uh-huh. and I saw like it was like a crossover between like how you are with your kids mm-hmm. like and how you're with them you with them a lot yeah and you with them like dolo yeah like, it's, I don't see dad. many nannies yeah, I don't nah. see like I don't see there people around assisting nah, you you know what I'm nah. saying it's just like you just like yep, yeah. I'm in the shit you yeah. know what I'm saying I'm here doing my thing mm-hmm. and then at the same time the way they, he shows a lot on his uh, Instagram on like how they prepare for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I follow Stack too at Mm -hmm. the same time. So it was like, I could see, you know, like what they're doing up until. Like, I know y'all smoking and kicking Uh it, but at the same time, it's like, you could tell whoever's coming into that environment, like it's way more welcome. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like, you know, like nah. you're being handed off. Or and even if like we you... don't know that, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to feel like you tiptoe, you know, like you yeah. and I have never met. You know what I mean? I've known bro for a minute, but you know, but like I said, no matter, like once you come in, your family, we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk a little bit before we even get on air just to make sure that everybody is comfortable with it. And, and you know, and obviously you can kind of get away with more on these podcasts and everything, but I feel a responsibility because, you know, there was a Kwame Brown situation where he thought or yeah. Jack said something jokingly and then he tried to go in on both of us. And, you know, I just kind of feel a responsibility as an athlete in media to always understand like where we're coming from. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't I never want to be the motherfucker that says some crazy shit when people see it in the locker room or something like, bro, you just finished playing. Why are you on that? Right. You know, it ain't like that. Right. So I feel like there's a way, you know, because, you know, my job with ESPN is, is to sometimes critique. But I feel like there's a way you can critique without disrespecting. You know what I mean? Because that's what I like. A lot of people wish they could do what we did. You know, a very small five thousand of us have ever played in the NBA. You know, give or take. So it's just like everyone wants that. But 
I just have a hard time with people who've never played it. They just are so negative. Like, motherfucker, if you could do it, you would have. But you can't, so you talk about it. You know what I mean? So I just feel like whether it's ESPN or the podcast, like, yeah, we're going to talk our shit and have fun. But, like, to me, if it, if it has to go in something where we have to critique or something, to me, there's still a way to um, almost, like, positive, like, reinforcement or encouragement because, you know, like, bro, you're bullshitting, blah, 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 blah. But this is how you... Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just like, I never want to use any platform on or just put nobody down because I know how hard it is just to survive in that motherfucking league. Yeah. Man. Surviving in the league. I don't even call it surviving because y'all, what you all sometimes go through, like just like Russell Westbrook, for instance. I was, yo, crazy. Like, let's, what, can we can we dive into this? Like, yeah. We, we, we going to get to all of this. <laughs> I, I ain't going to lie. I've been waiting to talk about this, bro. And I, and of You're course, with my, with, with my dog being a guest, we're going to let him have the floor first on it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the criticism that came his way? Because I, I I see it both ways. It's just the disrespect to him Over is a little top. too much. Too much. And at the same time, though, how would you handle it versus what he's doing? It's a lot, man. It's a lot. And the one thing I tell about tell people about playing in the NBA, playing in LA, but then being a Laker because I was on both sides of the fence. There's nothing like being a Laker. First and foremost, you know what I mean? And it's like a magnifying glass, not only on your game, but your life. You know what I mean? Just they're on you. So the one thing I will say is when I say I understand, Russ just hasn't played well that this year. There's been times where he's been great, but he just hasn't played well at times this year. So, I, But I think that the fact that it's happening in a Laker uniform is magnified. You know, the fact that they brought russ in to play with ad and lebron you know this was a whether you agreed with the fit or not like this was a big three that was you know supposed to win a championship so with all the built up hype around it um people are always gonna you know do the most in in in, in the media and but i agree with you man i i think the disrespect is is way over the top i think i'm, I'm disrespecting the family like it's just his has his play been that bad no you play with him braun is a is, is is a ball dominant person i don't mean it in Damn. a bad way he's that's just who he is that's and he's great at what it, it mm -hmm. he's gonna be the number one scorer all time and he's top 10 in assists so who else hands would you rather have the ball nobody's in? gonna have but when rhythm. you bring russ in to me i think the disconnect was that russ and braun really They're never got guy. enough time to play together to mm. kind of figure out like They're bro you go guy. i go you go i go so i feel like when russ gets it he feels like he has to just make something happen because if Bron's gonna have it, most of the time Bron's gonna. Russ is not a spot of shooter. Russ is not a, like a custom to catch and go. And Russ has had the ball in his hands since he's been in the league. I was having a conversation with some of my best friends growing up. They were watching me in Cleveland, and they like, <clears throat> bro, you always shoot that. Why you ain't shoot that? Like, why you hesitate now? And I'm like, bro, you don't understand. Like, because I'm with Bron now. Kyrie is my second option k love is my third and i got swish on the court with me because they got me playing three to guard the mm -hmm. offset matchup mm -hmm. so i'm like though i'm not a three i'm kind of playing three and i'm literally like the last scoring option mm -hmm. and in the heartbeat of a game i'm like i know y'all don't get it but i'm like it's a bigger shot if it's coming from me who they know has no rhythm right now i'm literally running around i haven't touched the ball my job is to cut the head off the snake right now because I'm chasing around whoever they decide to put me on. 
But I'm like, I literally haven't touched the ball in about a quarter and a half. And it's not that you want to shoot it, you just want to touch that bitch. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, bro, it. I just need to feel like, yeah, Put a come off a double screen yeah. with the energy of the ball feeling like it's coming. I'm like, I haven't done none of that. I've been standing two foot planted in the corner yeah. every possession. Yeah. Now we killing. It's a great game if you're watching. But if you've watched me, bro, I have no rhythm. All four of the players on the court know that I have no rhythm. Right. So it's damn near an insult for me to just catch it on a random, you wide open, just chuck this one. I'm like, yeah, I could chuck it, but I better make it. Because now at this point, it's like, bro, we, that we needed that possession. They left you open to try and, it's a game plan. It's how, how many, we would do. How many years did you play? Nine. Well, 10 technically, but it wasn't a full year, so I say nine. See, and I feel like you definitely could have played more, but at the same time, what you just explained is understanding your role. Oh no, for sure. That's you what, and I was. Role. I had an argument with my homies because you know you're better than that. You know you can score. I'm you know them, this. I'm you like, know that. You know who? You right, know me. Right. Now they watch Russ, and I'm hearing them talk crazy about Russ, like saying he's. I'm like, bro, y'all can't. I'm him. I'm like, y'all remember me going from New York and playing point guard, and I'm <laughs> getting Dougie with the ball, doing all that. I went over there. Y'all didn't see me do it no more. People thought I couldn't dribble no more. I'm like, it's nothing wrong. I'm like, Kyrie is the primary ball handler. He need the ball to be Kyrie. Y'all want him to be Kyrie and score mm -hmm. 40, but y'all also want me and Swish to yeah. be 25 no. and 6. I'm like, it ain't enough basketballs on no. the court for our styles. And mm -hmm. I'm like, y'all seeing Russell Westbrook run into an uh, uh, issue with the style of play. I think all this is magnified again. One, because you're playing with Bron. Actually, I say one, because you're with the Lakers. Two, because you're playing, playing with Bron. You was just speaking on the alpha male mentality that stars have. And now with this, I like to call it the new league, with us playing, you know, that other version of basketball that, you know, honestly, I'd say me and you are more accustomed to. The more hand checky, mm -hmm. we ain't Physical. getting in as much trouble for mm -hmm. if you slap the glass, like you could get into it a little bit more. How much of that? do you feel like it's missed in today's game? Do you feel like it's a better game without that? I And I think you could probably ask each era and they will probably say no because to me the league has got softer and softer and softer to where it's like powder puff now. Yeah. And I say that with not disrespecting any players in the league. That's just what the league has turned They're into. They're forcing the, them to the play The league like wants more highlights. It wants more dunks. It wants more threes because that serves more tickets and merchandise and all this other shit. So I understand the trajectory of where the league is trying to get to because it continues to grow on mm -hmm. a global scale. And at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's business. So that's going to, you know, that's going to, uh, you know, fuck with the margins in a positive way. But, you know, for someone who, you know, prided itself on playing defense and, and being able to be physical, like, you don't really – that's why these people stick out like a sore thumb. If you see a Marcus Smart or yeah. a Patrick Beverly or a P.J. Tucker or a few guys that come to mind, they're like the last of a dying breed. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And on my way out, it was like me and Artest and Zebo and guys like that. Like, like they're just slowly but surely not really having that type Aggressive. of play, that type of mentality – and that type of player. So you're not really seeing them too much anymore. Like these kids now are so skilled, bro. It's just. Why do you think though that they, yeah. it doesn't seem like they're as tough as they what, should winning? be. Or because as tough as they you They don't have thought. to. They don't Where? have to be. Like this but nobody's next, winning. Yeah, well, yeah, this next generation is different. You know, everybody is friends. Everybody knows yeah, everybody, you know, true. and I think it starts before you even get to the league. Like yeah. these dudes have been playing, you know, I coach my twins who were 13. So, you know, these dudes have been playing against each other since they were teenagers. You know what I mean? So it's more of a, 
Like, even Fraternity if we are cool, time. like, if you're on the other team, it's fuck you during the game. Straight like, up. Like, I might say, what's up with you? About to be a tap, you know, check in at the beginning, but we going to go to war. Like, this, the, the game now is not, and I'm going to say, this is not even a bad thing. It's just, just the way the game is now. It's just not that. Like, it's, it's, it's more go out there and you put on your show and I'm going to put on my show and we're going to see who wins. Speaking of that, like, who, who would be your most competitive teammate? Like... Ooh, I'd have to say Kobe. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Who's the Kobe, bro? And CP. CP? Kobe and CP, yeah. CP, I ain't gonna lie, CP's pretty, Yeah, he's more than I Kobe, thought too. The Kobe, the Kobe answer just isn't fair because you've seen him in practice. There's too much yeah. video. No, 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 like no, no, going, no, no, no. I'm saying like there's story, there's video, like I don't know too much about but CP3 But it was something about Kobe's look. Tough. It was Kobe's look. I've never seen somebody mean it. Like, like, you remember? You know what I'm saying, though. Kobe yeah. would look you in your eye, and I always said this: it's like he wasn't looking at me through you. He looking through yeah, you. Yeah, it's like I was like next opponent. Like he ain't built for this nah. type conversation type thing. Like it was just like how he delivering his message. It's like his shit was mental. You know, obviously he worked so hard mm. for the skill level he had, but the mental shit was just as important to him yeah. on and off the court. You know what I mean? So if he can mentally fuck with you somehow, whether it's looking through you or not flinching when I put the ball in his face, oh my el <laughs> elbowing you, grabbing you, you know, he, you guard him. So, you know, he oh, would no, elbow you right in, right in the sternum. And it like hurts. he would do, and, and, and like I said, and he, then he would just take off running. You got to chase his ass. Like, and, and it's just like, you got to start. With he that was, <laughs> that's why, you know, once he and I got on, got on the same page, it was just so seamless. And we became cool off the court. Yeah. Just Based as cool as we were mm. on the court because like, it was like you said that, you know that motherfucker wants it more or as much, if not more. And then mm. to me, no one wanted it more to Kobe ever yeah. than I've ever got a chance to play with. That motherfucker wanted it and, <laughs> and, and worked that hard to get it. You know what I mean? Like I used to drive out, I live in LA and he live out in the OC and you know, he's like, well, you might want to come, you know, grab a hotel tonight. Cause we're going to be up early. Like what's what's early, bro? He's like, yeah, we are gonna be on the track at four thirty. Like, nigga, the right. sun doesn't come up for two more hours. <laughs> like, like four thirty. Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're on the court, and then we go to the weight room, and we lift weights so hard that I didn't even feel like I can get my arms above uh -huh. my head to shoot. You know what I mean? And he's just getting the so it's just to me, his work and his grind and his ethic. Like I was just, I, I was a rider for him because he led by example. Mm, yeah, like if I'm the best player in the body. world. To do this and playing through the motherfucker came back and shot the free throws with an Achilles, played with the separated mm -hmm. shoulder shot left handed. I seen him dislocate several fingers and pop him back. Pop like him back he himself. was a soldier. You know what I mean? And I love that shit because I'm a football player at heart. So to me, it was just like, bro, you ain't got to say shit mm -hmm. to me. You already know what, uh, who we fighting, mm -hmm. if that's mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Let's I'm go. Like, I Where always, we at? I always love that about like playing with, because I, I, when I played with the Knicks, I think I right away got thrown into this. Pot like that. We low key had a team that it was like it was like everybody was at the the end of their career, but it was like I get to play with J Kid and she Ooh. and Stat like and Tyson, bro. I'm like we got all of them on the team and Mellow and, and Swish. I'm like this is insane, dog. I'm like I'm looking at it like that, and now as I'm as I'm sitting down processing it on on the on the look back of things having those guys when i'm going through them times where i'm like i because i needed that loyalty phase of like feeling like 
it's it's this locker room against the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I loved being I learned how to play alongside guys and say, I'll do the dirty work. All right, cool. So what I I'm like, it. yeah, I'm like putting myself in shoes. I'm like, oh, I'm like Randy Brown over here. All right, cool. What the, who I'm here? Oh, who am I? Like, I'm Rob Hopper. Y'all want me to play one when I come yeah. here? I'm Rob Hopper. Yeah. When I come here, sonny, I, I'll do whatever. But it's like, you start learning to do that. But I loved that. I loved having the tag next to my name of, well, I know I know Swish and Shump ain't finna go for that shit. Mm. Like by the time they check in, mm-hmm. all this, all this extra shit y'all got, all this extra flexing, it's gone. Like <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hated when I was coming in the games toward the end of that that Cleveland, mm-hmm. what you call it? Like I would come in the game and I couldn't touch nobody. Like I remember right. the game getting to that where they was just like, nah, I'm like, bro, literally just last year we was, like, I had my fucking elbow in Steph Curry's rib, well, running off like screen. It used to be like in, in walkthrough, like check the screener when they come through the middle. Like you used to have to yeah, put a bump on mm-hmm. and you have to in mm-hmm. practice. Like you had to do it. You had to do it to your own dudes, teammates. Cause these mm-hmm. dudes so big, if you don't, they gonna they gonna run you, you over. And yeah. you over. I <laughs> always hit them first. Yeah. Cause I play football, so hit them first. Do you feel like the brand of basketball, now that guys don't take it as um, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to work out with you or whatever. But we're gonna all work together to make sure we're as skilled as possible. Yeah. Do you like it better now that guys, everybody can shoot the three, everybody not, can? Not so much. Like as a fan, not so much. Like I enjoy a different brand of basketball. I understand that than everybody else. Like mm-hmm. I like a you know a low physical. scoring game, a physical game, a yeah. game where everybody you know we holding on to every point. Yeah, like every yeah. point is important. Every yeah. score is important, and it's like. It's not the same when you know, you know, certain players have a relationship or you know certain players mm-hmm. are cool or they dapping up or so you know, now so now that contest might not look as real to you. No, it doesn't <laughs> go to that. No, it don't go to that. Like it don't turn into WWF type shit. But at the same time, it just it to me it just takes a little bit of weight. It takes a little bit of the air out of my cell. Like I don't get as excited knowing that you know, somebody's losing or somebody, a team is going down if I know that that team really didn't want it that bad yeah. or that team is, you know, buddy-buddy or they got a lot of respect for this guy or this person. It's just, to me, it's too much for me to handle at a point where, you know, I'm emotional about the game. Like, I love, <laughs> you know, for real, for real. Like, when I, I feel that. Like if it's that's, the that, that's that real passion. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. if it's the finals or if it's the playoffs, yeah. it's like, man, I'm holding on to this. And I don't, yeah. you know. Hey, you told him to speak from a fan. That yeah. was some real shit you said right there. Yeah, and you want every and point. There's been times I done spent money. Like, I don't, you know, like, it's like, bro, it's like, we in here. Yeah, yeah, we in here. Like, yeah. and I don't bet, but at the yeah. same time, now you got no, that element involved. So it's just like. I don't know, you know, like I don't want to even delve into that either. Like I don't like knowing oh, too much. Yeah, the pressure. And I don't like knowing too much about players. Like that's another problem I think we have nowadays. We know too Everything. much about them. There, where it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. like even though I fuck with you, it's like I can't fuck with the personal stuff, and that's okay. But yeah. I don't want to have to see it. I don't want to have to know about it. I don't want to know. One thing, not to cut you off. One thing I learned when I came to LA, whether it's sports, music, entertainment, like I've been able to separate the talent from the person. There's a lot yeah. of motherfucking weirdos. Yeah. I can't. Whether it be music, acting, I can't do it. Athletes. Speak on that. Bad blood. Like, yeah, you, have you had people on yeah. your team who you couldn't rock with. No, like no, 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 no. I was. Oh, okay. It was weird because I don't know if you ever did, but I never really had nobody I didn't fuck with on my team. Like once I got yeah. the chance to know somebody, I played on you know seven teams. Like once I got a chance, to, I didn't have no one that I just like. No, fuck him. I'm not. I never. I never was like that. But what I say is just from a standpoint of 
there's a lot of weird people out here, man. And, and, and to each his own, I respect you, but I've learned to come into LA, like, cause I've just seen some of the people I really look up to, like, oh, this is what kind of motherfucker mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, for it hurts me for a second. I'm not even <laughs> mad. It just hurts me for a second. But then I'm like, you're still a bad motherfucker in the booth. Are you still mm-hmm. a bad motherfucker on the field court, blah, blah, whatever. So I've learned to kind of separate that. But what I will say is, obviously, you know, I prefer a more, when we play, it's war type situation. Yeah. But I also respect the fact that, bro, we only get one shot at this shit. So if you want to go motherfucking work out with the homie, that's you're the, the best player in the world. He's the second best. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to play with that person, go do it because you only get run, run at this. Like, yeah, MJ and them didn't do it, but fuck it. It's not their run right now. This is your and run, And that's what bro. I had to come. I had this to come. This is your to... run right now. So make your run however you want to make it, bro. And you want to, you want to play with Luca or Steph before you finish? Like, try to do it. Like, fuck nah, it. Nah, like, don't play not? with Steph, dog. I can <laughs> let not? you do whatever <laughs> you want. I mean, sweaty. the Steph thing, because the contrast will never work God, out, but like hurt. Luca, I, Yeah, hurt. come on, man. man. Bro, hurt. come on, son. I understand the purity. I don't get it. But I like to me, like, bro, this is your story. Like, you tell your story how you want to tell it because he just being you're the funny only. Now. He just trying to scare it's entertainment. Us now. That's it's too entertainment. much, man. You and Steph better not be in no pick and roll, man. <laughs> man That's too can much. You imagine that. Back to that point he just made. Do you feel the same way he does? What? Like, you feel like it should. It took me a minute more. to get there, though. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm. So I'm not to that place yet where I'm like, <laughs> with Hollywood, I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. And my wife has uh, has the obligation of having to be around a lot of different energies mm-hmm. and I'm not there. Yeah, like I've, I've tried to be there. I've tried, yeah. she's probably not gonna, she's gonna say, no, he doesn't try. He just thinks everybody's, <laughs> you know, he don't want to talk to anybody. He'll go to the corner. It's nothing wrong with, she'd be like, now she just be like, there's yeah, nothing wrong with him. That's like, yeah, yeah like, please don't come to me tonight saying he in the corner. I know he in the corner, like whatever. But it'd be like, I protect my energy. Yeah. And I can sit down with you for a while and go back and forth and we could laugh and joke. I could do the the banter. But when we start having a conversation, you got about two, three sentences and where I could see like, gee, I can't talk Not to you. Yeah. yeah, like your mind is somewhere else. You, Your values are different. You're more like, I can't yeah. do this. Like yeah. we're gonna end up getting, it's gonna be some sort of friction. And I've, I've run into that so much that now I'm just like, bro, I'm gonna just stay quiet. Yeah. But it's crazy. Cause like you said, I've never had a teammate that I just don't fuck with. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've gotten around any of my teammates. Mm-hmm. After a while we have a dinner, yeah. we go mm-hmm. to do some, we have a practice where I, I curse him out. He cursed me out. Now I love him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have that issue with people, but but I also in Hollywood, I different. hear you. This is different. I hear you. Because I mean, I've been here. You got to think I've been here since you know, right when I turned 18, 1998. You know, I mean, so I've seen it all out here. So to me, that's why, like I said, I could feel like I could separate the person from the energy or the person from the talent. And like you said, I just, I'm cool with everybody. Like I'm gonna shake your hand, say what's up. But like I said, I'm just gonna keep it moving. the balance of kids. Mm, he, he was mm. talking about that earlier. Um, you doing your podcast, having your kids around. When do you, how do you? It's tough. It's, it, it's a tough thing, um, especially because, you know, I had my twins when I was in the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, there were so many times that obligation, obli- traveling, I just mm-hmm. couldn't make this, this, and that. Um, post-career, they're my priority. They come before any of my jobs. They come before... All the smoke, they come before ESPN, they come before anything I have to go and do. 
not saying now with saying that I still have to move around a lot, but mm -hmm. lucky I'm on a schedule now where I have a week on or well, I have them for the weekend and they'll go to their mom for a week. So I try to schedule my moving around when I do have them, but it's, it's important, man. I just think there's that, that narrative of, you know, especially black dads, yeah. you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, 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 right. And to me, it's, and it's not, to me, it's not, it shouldn't even be, it's just a dad being period. There's plenty of debut dad, regardless of the color. Yeah. And I just knew that, you know, if I was ever blessed with the opportunity to be a father, that I was going to go all the way and I was going to be the best dad I possibly could. So, you know, that means long ass days. Like my days are crazy. Like I'll get up at 6.30 with the boys. We'll get ready for school. I'll drop them off. I'll work out. I'll come home. I'll prep for ESPN. I'll go shoot that show. Come over here. Like today I'm shooting your podcast. When I get done, I got, you know, to go pick the boys up. We got practice tonight. Yeah. And we got to go home and do homework. We got to do dinner. We got to go to bed. Get it all you done. I mean? So it's mom. not, exactly. And, it, <laughs> and it's wake up and repeat. And then like you yeah. said, I'm coaching. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So now we're traveling. We have literally... Depend on who you ask, like the number one or number two 13 year old team in the country. You hit. Yeah. So, you hit. So, so, so when, uh, okay. you know, yeah. When, yeah you know, that was a subtle drop. <laughs> yeah. You yeah no, you shout out G1. No, we got a squad for real. So we're making a show about them. But I tried to, oh. what, so what I've tried you to do. You hit. Right. So all I try to Drops. do now, obviously, is you can't, time is key. But now I'm teaching, like, because I have a 13-year-old twins and then a three-year-old. So I'm teaching my 13-year-old twins now the business now. So now they have a successful podcast. We just launched season two of their podcast it. called The Barnes Boys they Podcast. They're going to be here too, talking man. shit. Now they're getting endorsed sponsorship money, so they're getting sponsors. And then I'm also, you know, then like oh, I said, we man. got a really good team. So, like, I've teamed up with Showtime, and we're making an AAU show about our team. So I'm trying to teach them the business man. of not only, like, yeah, if, if the NBA is your path, you want it, I'm going to try to do what I can do to, to, to put you in position to get there but whether or not that i mean it's going to take a lot more of you mm -hmm. than it is me but whether we're going to do that or not we're going to be straight with our business mm -hmm. side of it too because you know we didn't learn that when we played in the league it was you know fortunately we made the league but it was no talk about business mm -hmm. investing it was about cars jewelries houses women you know what i mean so now i just want these now that the business of basketball is so prevalent amongst older athletes i'm gonna start soaking my kids mm -hmm. with that game you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So now they, you know, they just signed their first little, they just created their first little LLC and they're getting money in it. And, you know, we're going to start learning. Crazy. What, what age? 13. 13 with an LLC, man. Yeah. But just, you know, just start learning the other side, you know, how to invest, man. learn about crypto, mm -hmm. learn about, you know, the, 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 what what what's really big NFTs. right the metaverse and the nfts oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, because this is stuff that, you know, I'm learning in my forties, but I didn't really start thinking business till my 30s. So I'm just trying to give them a head start as teenagers mm -hmm. in this space, whether it's going to be athletics, business. You know, I want to raise solid individuals that it can be successful in any direction they go. So that's why I feel like it's so important to give them that time because if I can't give them that time, I can't teach them this shit that I'm I'm learning at my age. Where does that stem from? You feel like that stems <sighs> from looking uh, at your dad my dad my, see my like i said my i had a rough upbringing with my pops mm -hmm. he was there but he wasn't you know what i mean i felt like i didn't connect with my dad until i was 27 when my mom died from cancer you know my dad had a, a tough upbringing and he didn't know how to really be he told me didn't know how to be a father didn't know how to love didn't know how to show love so you know there was abuse there was drugs there was violence in my childhood you know what i mean so like i said earlier when i got a chance to if i got a chance to be a, a father I was going to try to do everything I could to be to the best them. father, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to make up. And now my dad and I are great. Like, we're going camping in a couple of weeks, and he's a great grandfather. And, and to me, it's it, it's that never too gave late. Him another chance. Right. It's never too late to be a father. So now we speak like my dad. I don't remember my dad hugging me or telling me he loved me until I was 
in my 20s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, literally. And now we're great. We talk often. It's always I love you when we see each other. And it, 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 it's a great vibe now. But like I said, now, like from the from a seed, whether my shit worked out with their mom or not, and I'm going to still be the best dad I possibly can because I feel like it's needed. Yeah. Yeah, really I'm, I'm the same way. I, I've, I've had the advantage seeing my brother deal with that. I'm, a, I'm a, of course, let, you, let him talk on it. But I remember being in high school doing the NBA Top 100 camps. And it's like you said, I wish at the camp, the thing that stuck out to me was, yeah, crypto and mm-hmm. all the shit that you're teaching <laughs> your boys. But literally they are telling us like, yo, y'all are getting ready to enter where all the women be. Mm-hmm. You know, that was our main conversation that I took from NBA camp. Yep. And my fear was once I saw my brother button heads with, you know, it was the first time I really, cause you know, you always talking about like baby mamas, like, but it's like a terminology when you're a kid, like you don't really mm-hmm. have no baby mama shit going on. And then my brother really had a baby mother where it's like, I'm now using the terminology all the time. Like, no, nah, his, his baby mother is ooh. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? It was like an eye opener for me. And I was so nervous. Cause I'm like, this is the first time I've seen somebody deal with a pain that don't got shit to do. Like mm. she over there doing whatever. I don't even know what she doing today. And she could make a call over here and his energy would change. Fuck all day up. Yeah, like he would walk past shit me feeling one too. way, Man. get on the phone, and now his energy is a whole different yeah. way. If you want to just touch on it, just I want to. I mean, no, it's just a, you know. It's life. Just, yeah, it really it's is. Life, Eventually bro. it is just life you know? and really relationships. Like when I had a, I had my son, I had him when I was technically, I was still 19 mm-hmm. and it was just too much. It was too much to handle and I didn't know that. Like that was the problem. I wasn't self-aware. Like I really didn't know shit. You learn it on the fly. And you do. And I and that's that's where I didn't know either. It's like mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh shit, like I'm all down on myself and I'm mad at myself, but I don't know how to express it because I feel like I should have known better or I should have done better when it's just like he said, there's no there's mm-hmm. no fucking playbook to this. Mm-mm. Like there's no real like yeah. there's no real way to do it right. Like mm-hmm. it's it's whatever works for you. So it's like if you're happy with what you're doing, technically, like no matter how I feel about it from nobody the outside can looking tell in, you. can't nobody tell right. you different. Everybody's situation, and you know, my situation played out for the world to see. You know what I mean with my ex and in the situation and the in the, in the dust up. But at the end of the day, we all of us had to put that aside because there's kids right in the mm-hmm. middle of the shit. You know what I mean? And that was really like the the, the thing they got me going to begin with. So it's just like somehow, some way, it's always got to be in, in in the term. You know whether it's blended family now or broken up family, whatever the situation may be, more common than not, people just, and, and you know, you you got a relationship, so mm-hmm. we want to make sure we keep that solid. But the reality is, is, you know, at some point you're probably going to have a baby mama or a baby daddy. You know what I mean? So how do you put your bullshit aside to realize that the bigger picture is to mm-hmm. the kids now? Whether mm-hmm. you could stand, you can't stand her, or she can't stand mm-hmm. you. None of that shit should matter once you realize, like, we still have kids and we're going to be here. And I think... Again, my shit playing out so public and nasty and in court for so long, I'm really happy to say now that like, you know, me and my ex are on great terms and I'm cool with my former teammate that she's married to. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all, because at the end of the day, like we're all raising these kids and that's all, like she's my assistant coach on the basketball team. After all the shit me and her have been through, like she she is coaching the twins with me. We're coaching our kids together, you know what I mean? So 
shit, I feel like if we could do it, and our shit was wild, and, and the world seen it, like, to me, that should always be a goal because, it again, it wasn't about her and I's not connecting no more. It's about the two boys we made mm-hmm, that we're going to have mm-hmm. to parent, mm-hmm. you know, while we're on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's real. For sure, though. That's real. On this show, we ask all our guests, what are you working on to improve yourself personally? Ooh. Um, counseling. Counseling. Receiving counseling? counseling? Yeah, going to counseling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, or, or you know, Solo. Yeah, 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 solo, and we do couples counseling. And not that anything is bad, I just feel like for so long, like I have a lot of childhood. Before, back in the day, it's just this motherfucker's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's this. That's that. Why is he like this? And to me, that was just my energy as an athlete and a competitor. But at the end of the day, like there is some crazy shit up in here. And I feel like it's probably because of my childhood or or situations I've been through. And I think in the black community too often, we're too proud to admit, like you said earlier, like motherfuckers is too cool to go out there and dance when they know mm-hmm. they can really, you know what I mean? I think so often as men, we're too proud to show weakness, to show having fun, to show this, to show that. So, you know, I think my thing is really just being able to, you know, I'm four, I just turned 42 last month and, you know, look in my mirror, look in the mirror and see my soul. You know what I mean? So to me, to, to, to be able to see that clearly, I feel like there's shit that I need to fix in the past so I can continue to evolve as mm-hmm. a father, a partner to my girl, a businessman, whatever the fuck I'm doing, I feel like I really need to have, and you know, in our situations too, it's hard. You can't just tell anyone about our lifestyles, mm-hmm. particularly you, because you have a, you have a woman in the spotlight too. So it's just like, you can't run into like, mm-hmm. so we, we got into it with you. You can't tell you unless you really like, you could tell your brother, but you can't. Mm-hmm. So most of the time as athletes and people know, like we don't have someone we could really like, and sometimes we just got to unload. I'm a motherfucker that'll keep mm-hmm. it in until I fight somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, so yeah, why that's not, us yeah. too. So right. why not just unload that shit and, 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 and get in response tools to be able to understand it moving forward. So when you ask me like, what am I doing to, to, to better myself? Mm-hmm. I feel like counseling is, is, is helping me be a better person just across the board in, in everything I do. Mm-hmm. I applaud you for that. Cause mm-hmm. I still have yet to, and I know I should, yeah, I know I should. Too. I participated before. Yeah, no, I've participated <laughs> before, but I haven't been consistent. And I know right. it's me. Like I know enough about myself yeah. to where it's like, I know I'm not going to come back next week. I only, yeah. did two, I only did two sessions, but it was actually very. And, no, that's the thing. I like you take, yeah, you take, you I take away. A high, you, strong you take away, yeah, you take. You take away what you need to, but at the same time, there is work to be done. Yeah. Like it's not just you. It's not yeah. just like going in, unloading, and then it's like, man, I feel great, and I can go on and do what I need to do. No, no, nah, it's a whole process. Rebuild. And that's what I'm, I'm scared. That's rebuild. really what I'm scared of. Like I think I, it's a uh, there's a um a, a work that has to be done. I think there's a misconception that you have to keep going in there though. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, for somebody who doesn't know, like, I know enough about myself to that to the fact that I'm not gonna go back. But yeah. at the same time, I still know that you kind of need somebody need to guide you. Yeah. I need yeah. it, and I need to do that work in order to How not you, have to come back and to know to what your de- know what your deficiencies are. You know right. what I mean? And I was lucky too. Shout out my girl. My girl found me someone that I could fuck with. You know, like he's a, he's a he's a mixed dude, black dude, and I think back Mexican. I think if I'm not mistaken, but like I always just had a hard time. And I, this I say this all due respect. Like I I don't feel like I can talk to someone like someone you. in a niche a, a different ethnicity particularly because you find most people are you know and I'm not stereotyping but you know white 
some white people that have yeah. never been through mm-hmm. some of the shit. How 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 can you tell me how to fix some shit you've never? You could study just like a hooping, like just like Stephen A. Smith. He could tell you about the game, but he's never really been in the game. Mm-hmm. So I feel like how can you tell me how to fix the kind of shit I'm going through that started, you know, when I was shitting on myself or peeing on myself as a child. When you've never walked a day in my shoes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I say, like, my girl found me someone that is mixed race. You know, I'm Italian and black. So someone found someone that I could really relate to had that had a similar past. So to me, it, it's a lot easier being able to speak to him because I feel like he's been through some of the shit I didn't been through. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and I feel like, and it's weird, too, because I've done couples counseling in the past. And it was kind of in one ear, out the other, the divorce game. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> shit, you know like, this, this, this shit is like, I like, I mean, my days are busy, but I look forward to like, yo, I'm going to get a go good, a good hour, hour and a half session when it's, you know, I feel like I'm going to come out with, you know, some, sh- like you said, some shit That's to dope. work on to continue yeah. to try to better myself. Yeah. I, uh... <clears throat> I don't know, man. I had a, a little... But it's got to be It's got to be you. You got to want it. Yeah. yeah I, I seen that. Like, I went to see... It was this little white lady. You know me. I I, I was telling her everything. I, ain't gonna... yeah. <laughs> I told her everything I was going through. I was letting the whole clip go. But That's... I was already... <laughs> I was so high strung when I went yeah. in there. Like, I was sick. Like, you I'm like, it. gee, if I ain't talk to her... Some like you said, some, I knew somebody getting hurt next. Like, I remember yep. that feeling. I'm like, yep. somebody's <laughs> getting hurt. Like, I really don't care. Like, I hope nobody say nothing to me in the next game. Like, I hope nobody. But too many people get to the stage, like like we've been in the past, where we don't let it out, so the next stage happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That next, mm-hmm. and luckily with us, if it's just a game, a mix-up, but motherfuckers is taking people's lives because mm-hmm. For sure. all this shit is built up in their head mm-hmm. and they don't have no one to turn to. That's why I'm happy I got brothers, man. Every yeah. time I got boiled to you gotta have somebody. Point. Me and yeah. dude fought, man. <laughs> all my scars and stitches, all yeah, that. We shit. fought for real, though. For it's, real, it's, yeah. yeah. My yeah, mama used funny. to be like, my mama used to scream like, "Y'all go kill each other!" Like this, like my best friend now, because mm-hmm. I know though when I look at when I fight somebody, G, I I don't really fight them. Like if I fight somebody that's random on the street, that's one t- that's one energy. When you fighting somebody because it's like I know he not fighting me. Well, now I know he not fighting me because he hated me. Back then, I probably did think he hated me, but. <laughs> You don't fight somebody that you love with the intention of I'm gonna put him to sleep, and now you punching them like I want you to be on the same page. You gonna learn this lesson? Yeah, yeah. I want right. you yeah, to. That's what it is. I don't want you to irritate me because I do want to live with you. I'm only doing this. I'm only doing this because I really love you. I really love you. Dude. I really love you. Like, yeah, because I love you. And you're not yeah. respecting me right now, so I gotta let you know you gotta get up off me. And we had right. tight quarters to begin with, so I'm not <laughs> nah, tired of your bullshit anyway. Tight quarters, tight yeah. quarters. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, tight quarters. But it's it's um it's it's having that. I, like another guy I gotta thank, J.R. Smith. People was wondering, like they like, they always talk about my relationship with J.R. Smith and where that comes from. J.R. Smith, Kyrie Irving, Chris Copeland, Jared Jack. Those four guys I've played one-on-one with, I don't know how many times, and it's gonna be almost a fight every time. And I wanna be on the same side as somebody I know. Wanted that bad. He wanted mm-hmm. so bad. Like people can say what they want about J.R. Smith. If I asked J.R. to play one-on-one, he was gonna play. We got kicked off the court for playing one-on-one. Woody done cursed us out. T. Lou done cursed us out, said we going too hard. J.R. logging too many minutes. Iman, you crazy. Why do this dude wanna play one-on-one? Today we just supposed to get shots. Y'all are supposed to be taking care of y'all body today. But the competitive nature kicks in. Me and JR looking at it like, shit, last game, I only got 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. You ain't 21. Mm-hmm. You used to play 30 once. 
<laughs> we can mm-hmm. at least get four games in today. Right. At least four. We can. Nah, you mean you, you know you, that, that can, you need that. I always that. had that guy like Jr. You get a rebound, mm-hmm. something happened. Like Jr. Never swung on me, and now to all oh, now nah, I hate dude. Like we go get in the locker room. Boy, you, boy, you soft. Hey though, but look at this. You seen this? <laughs> it be like <laughs> people be coming in there nervous with the towels on, nervous. Like oh, they finna be. We be sitting there tickled to death. What you say you competitive at now that basketball? Coaching my kids. That's the most competitive. I love it. Yeah. You're that coach? Are you? Are no, you I'm not yelling. Are you hat on up and down with the pace? No. Are you clipboard? No, 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 no. hell no. Back. I'm Phil Jackson. So when Phil Jackson, oh, he's in man. It's oh, it's mine. So I try yeah. to teach all these kids about life and just about the the, the overall picture and, and and the team and everyone has a role and. Like to me, I love because like we like I said, we got a good team. So to me, it's my competitiveness is just getting the kids better, but then also knowing that I know there's not another 13 you in the uh, coach in the country that's gonna outthink me basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the game, we're running screen and rolls with a shake behind it with a diver on the baseline. <laughs> like we're running shit at our A's that they run in the league. You know what right. I mean? So that's kind of my competitiveness. Like if you guys do your job on the court, I'm gonna cuss the refs out and I'm gonna outthink the other coach. So all you guys gotta do is hoop. Yeah. And Go shit. We, wow. we, 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 you know, we, Thankfully, rolled that to the top. Can't say you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like don't, yeah, don't don't say nothing to the rest. I'm gonna cuss them out because motherfuckers, you trying to tell me like I used to get we get what twenty five hundred for a T in the league. Like motherfucker, you can't find me for getting a technical foul when I'm in. Co- Man, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, and that bullshit call. You know what I mean? So throw. I'm just like, yeah, let let me talk to the rest. So if you and then in, so she's she must be no. So up. she's fire. So oh, she she's crazy. Oh, she yeah. So I don't need. I I could play. I could play the cool <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. She'll come in the huddle and cuss the team out. Like I'll do when needed. Like I said, I understand being an athlete. Like first of all, I'm a lot bigger than these guys. So anytime you're yelling Looking down or something, yeah, like don't to be me, intimidating. To folks. me, it's always about. It, to me, if you want to bring people with you, this is in life or sports. You got to go down to the level, make them understand, make them trust you, then try to bring them to where you're trying to go. If I feel like you're just trying to cuss, and I remember when I first started coaching my kids, they were eight. Right when I retired, I. I would get down and take a knee. So I'm looking at you in your mm-hmm. eye instead of looking like, look at this big mother. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just, I want to try to build their mind of the game. Like I don't have enough time to teach you the skill. I'm too busy in my own life. So that's on, that's for the rest of the team. That's on you. But I'm going to teach you how to think this motherfucking game and play the game the right way that'll hopefully put you in a position to succeed in high school, college, and, and beyond if you're lucky enough. And you're really building consciousness. Yeah, it's that's not, self-awareness. Yeah, that, yeah self-awareness. Like that's not something you really can be taught at school. Mm-mm. Can't be taught, like, you know, like what he's saying, like being able to basically he's teaching the kids not only basketball, but kind of how to navigate through life like, and how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like respecting others or mm-hmm. knowing that I got people who got my back and who say they, you know, they saying they fuck with me. Like he's saying like, yo, I'm not, y'all don't have to talk to the refs. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this nigga don't, you know, he not, he not lying. Him. Yeah, I know he not lying. I'm going to see him go off. His, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do my part. Yeah, that's it. It's, it, go like, have fun. Yeah. Like, you really can't go against it. Like, I never had an AAU coach or a YMCA yeah. coach where I'm just like, oh, he used to play. He know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know. My dad. Well, yeah. My dad did. Sonny will smack me in the back of the head during the game. He ain't never <laughs> took a knee or none of that. Yeah. Like, he'll say, he, <laughs> yeah. he gonna talk down on you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you like, doing? Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah. 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 Sit, yeah. Sit your motherfucking yeah. ass down.
Yeah, no clipboard, no nothing. Yeah. He ain't dressing up. Oh, he not man. even clean. Nah. Got... But I just try to be oh, fair, you know what I mean? Especially too, you know, because I have two boys. And, yeah. you know, it's to the point where I don't run. It's not like the twins team. We're running plays like one starts, one doesn't. And I feel like if I would let the one that doesn't deserve to start start, I would be handicapping them moving forward. Like, nah, bro, you see, you see, you got to work out. You got to get better. Like, my kids have always had the, the mind for the game because they're around it and got to travel with me and see CP in action, see Steph in action, see Kobe in action, like, and, and then hang out with them in the locker room and talk to them like that shit you can't you can't pay for that kind of knowledge that they were able to soak up but like most kids they wanted to play video games on their off time so i was never a dad that you better go work out like that was never me i was just like i said earlier if you want to work out i'm gonna put you in a position so now that they're 13 and they want to start working out like i'm putting them with the best trainers and it's dope just to see them improve steadily but i'm not going to be like okay because you're my son let me get you all right. the plays and all the shots and you're going to start it nah you motherfuckers got to earn it and sometimes both of them sit on the bench during crunch time but they're up there cheering because they know okay we're going to go home we're going to work and That's we're going to get better and that, we're going to be in this and then that and, natural interest and then, and then you know and we just had a tournament in dallas and one of the twins has seven threes in the championship game like hit every single shot it's just like so to me it's just really learning because i'm not always going to be your coach you know what I mean? So it's not always going to be like, okay, my dad's going to come in some slack. I don't cut him slack for that reason because I want to prepare him for when they move on to another coach. Like, this is, I'm going to teach you mm -hmm. how to play basketball. Fuck me being your dad. I'm going to teach you how to play basketball. Then I'm going to be your dad outside of that. That's crazy. I'm <coughs> glad you said that because I ain't going to lie to you, man. I have a son. That nigga is starting, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to let everybody know this right now. <laughs> You don't give a fuck how bad he is. I don't huh? give a fuck what my son <laughs> no. If I'm coaching, he stops. You know I mean? He going crazy. Yeah, I ain't mad at care. that. Y'all better make sure y'all run back real hard when my son turn it over. <laughs> we gonna make sure my son get right. Cause I don't know how to be that parent. Uh, <laughs> we gonna tra uh, uh, transition to the fan yeah. question. We yep. always gonna tap in and give a fan uh, a shot. Uh, to get that question answered, I'm gonna give my honest opinion. Ari, what we got? Fan question today is from Flyboy Ant 23. Fly he wants Boy. to know, Iman, if you feel like you've been blackballed from the NBA. Mm. Mm. This is your platform too, so talk your yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, blackballed, I feel like is a strong word. I feel like. Um, what word should we be using? Just a, a weird tag put on my name. That's more like uh, he comes with a lot because <laughs> I, I I totally get it. I'm a big personality. Whether I play or not, I'm probably going to have something going on for mm -hmm. me as far as just off the court. If I don't got shit going on, if my wife come to the game, right. we got something going on. You know what I'm saying? That ain't got nothing to do with me. That's just what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that because like he was saying they they've sort of pushed that style of play that blue collar um blue collar I don't want to be politically correct style guy is damn near non-existent in the mm -hmm. NBA you know what I'm saying like he said the couple of guys that do a little bit of roughhousing as we could call it looking mm -hmm. at it now even when they do it, like he said, they're sore thumb. Like, what are you doing? Right, right. And it's like, bro, honestly, if I was playing offense when he did that, that wouldn't even look like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, I wouldn't have sold that. Like, that wasn't that bad. He's just playing hard. But you'll see it now and see that they don't really want that guy. If you're taking away those things and you're looking at it as an owner, 
or a, a GM and you're saying, you know, if the, if you're allowing me to play that way, I see it as like how, you can't leave Iman on paper. Right. But if you're saying we're going to play this nice finesse game, you're basically telling Iman to play a, a different style game and you're saying like, is he going to, can I get this 32-year-old now? Well, I'll be 32 by the time they can make a call again. You'd be like, can we get a 32 year old to now change his who style of play? Yeah, change can who he is and old buy dog in. New tricks. Yeah, <laughs> is he gonna <laughs> buy much. into it? And I feel like that's what it is. I don't feel like it's a black ball. I really don't feel like any guy in the league can go out here and say I wasn't a good teammate. Like they don't like having me on the same side as them. Like, I don't think that there's anybody in the league that's gonna say that. Or even if it's a coach, like I feel like I got into it with a couple of coaches, but the coaches that I get into it with, as far as, it's like, I take it as a care. Like if a coach comes out of his character and starts screaming at me and we, you know, the professional line gets mm -hmm. stepped on a little bit, it's like, bro, we're trying to win. Like right. at some point you might go outside your suit and that's cool to me, bro. That's cool. I got kids like. But I gotta say something back to you though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm saying if, oh, they, yeah. if, if they cross that line, like because I've had a couple yeah. coaches that have crossed that professional. You can coach me all you want, but at some point you're talking to the man yeah. that has kids, so you're not gonna say that to me. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like and if we can have that exchange, I love that. I had that with Doc, I had that with Doc Rivers, but he traded me soon after. But <laughs> we had that shit. Too. See, me and, me and Mike Woodson had that. Yeah. That's why. That's why and, me and hey, Woody got along. We, yeah. we got us. We got into it a little bit, and then. After that, I was like, I'll run through a wall for you. Yep. Like, so basically, you feel like it's like a like you kind of being crucified. Like for he your wants perception. it that much. First of all, they're only really yelling at you because they they care about. It. Like if you couldn't yeah. play, they wouldn't really talk to you or waste their time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I just felt like with me, I, there, who who wants? You don't want Iman to come be quiet. There's no way you called me to come be quiet and stand there, bro. <laughs> you know that. Like you could go look at any footage of me. I've never sat there quiet. Anytime I had to sit there quiet and not do nothing and stay like that, you go look at my numbers, I had an awful game. You find a game where I'm active, I'm getting rebounds, I'm yelling, I'm cursing people out, I'm getting into it with people, I have a great game, we're gonna win. Even if you can't measure my stats, you gonna watch the game and be like, yeah. yo, you was out there hooping today. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's funny, it, it made me think, cause you know I work for the Kings, now I do uh, pre-game, halftime, post-game, I was reading I was an so article. I they let me go. That's I was, well, that's why, so I read an article about you being let go and how it fucked, like it's been downhill <laughs> since that. Yeah, no, sad. but I'm saying, it up. no, that it's been downhill for that organization mm -hmm. since that because they said they needed someone like you to pump fresh blood and energy and life to a team that had no identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what a young De'Aaron Fox, they're oh, trying no, to figure was, out who's I the leader. And they said like every day coming in the locker room, they would hear a certain voice. They know it was your voice. So even though you quote unquote were the star player or the best player, like exactly. you were the leader of a group of dudes that really fuck with you. And I remember reading how disappointed the players were when 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 they had to let you go. I was the the team that we had, I think that when I got there, I had plantar fasciitis, couldn't play, and people were talking to me like, you know, so we like people in the organization though. They're like, we know you're not gonna be here next year. Shit. I'm like, fuck you all talking about, bro. Right. I'm finna fix this wheel. We finna who right. <laughs> talking about? Like I'm like, these kids, 22, they want to run and gun, bro. Like, I'm finna love this. Oh, I haven't ran. I'm like, I haven't played in a running style offense. I'm like, we we pretty strategic mm -hmm. in Cleveland, brother. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> by the fourth quarter, we walking it up. And y'all finna mm -hmm. deal with 100 moves because Kyrie Irving is mm -hmm. out of his mind. So, De'Aaron Fox is still trying to figure it out. 
he don't really know what's going on. He could drop 30 and barely sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like, Buddy Hill, I, I was, I've never seen somebody mm. have so much going on in their mind and shoot that good. Crazy. Like, I'm like, he mad at this person, mad at that person, trying to be the leading scorer at the end of the night. <laughs> he thinking about his percentage, what Kobe think, what shoes he got <laughs> on, did he pray before? Like, he had so much going, no, no bullshit. I and I was, I'd never forget just being like, bro, just let him, let's let him worry about that. Like, you know what? <laughs> right, leave him <laughs> For alone. some reason, you could shoot. So we just made it a weapon, bro. Like, we was like, all to the point where if, if Buddy touched the ball, I don't give a fuck what it like. I'll curse you out if you ain't act like that shot was going in. Play I'll be strikes. damn near finna fight you. Like, with the whole, strikes. I'm talking about the whole organization if Buddy touched it, get ready to shoot. Like, yeah. it was different. Like, we all knew each other. I felt like we was eat like I the, the yeah first, relationships with all yeah the too, first right? time the first time we was we hung out I'm like y'all most awkward y'all don't like each other what's going on with y'all man I'm asking Vince Vince Carter was like Vince what's going he's like man I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's up with like, you I tried. yeah he like man I've told him to come to dinner man they don't show up to dinner <laughs> he like I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what's going they on. They still with lost, him, bro. But no, I was reading the article to say like just your imprint on that team, like you said, it wouldn't sometimes wouldn't show up in the stat sheet, but like they knew. It was like you had some good scoring games over I there. Know, for sure. Like you knew, like you had an imprint on that team, and it was just from you being you. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, um, Flyboy, and was it Flyboy? Yeah, Flyboy and twenty-three. Uh, my boy, I don't think I'm blackball. I think the style of play has changed. And I think it's just gonna take us a little bit more time to find the right situation. I don't, I don't think I'll ever say that I retired from basketball. I feel the same as y'all. I get, I get all y'all DMs. I was just playing him a DM from Buddy <laughs> earlier. That Buddy left wild. me a voice note telling me how I should still be in the league. He don't understand what's going on. He felt I was blackballed too. Um, I'm super competitive person. I'll never say that I retired from basketball, it's either I'm getting paid to play on that team um, and I can have that conversation with my kids and my wife or I can't and I'll play for fun and play to the side over here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still probably gonna end up doing a, a little pro-am tour and doing that every summer if I can't. But I've literally, you know what I'm saying, don't have a, a, a uh, 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 a situation I could bring up where I could say, yeah, this is why I'm, I'm blacked out the league. Like, it's just, there, is, there will be none of that. We gonna, I feel like we all gonna hoop till mm -hmm. the day we just can't get it done no more. Like, I'm sure you get out there and still go at No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, nah, bro, I played till I was 37. I played 15 years. I was like, it was, it's funny, like so my transition. So your let it go? Like they'll say, yeah. like there you can. They like, talk a little. I mean, I'll play horse with them, or like because they're well, they're still young, too mm -hmm. young. By the time they're ready to really bump, like I'll probably, I'll probably, you know, what I mean, That's another what two I'm or surprised. three years. I feel like 13, yeah. 14 is no. They, they can like they a little bit. The they can, they've been out there to outshoot me and do all that shit, and their skill level is 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 is, is better than mine. Uh, yeah, I'll just fucking push them on the ground if they beat me. <laughs> like they're not gonna beat me. Yeah, that's just shit. Just ain't. <laughs> and there's two of them, so they think they tough. So. Worst case scenario, you'll probably see me showing Carter's bloody lip on like the well, they thought they could play with dad and they just the wasn't ready for lip. that shit. Yeah. yeah, I missed out on that. Yeah. The bloody lip. <laughs> as soon as they become a yeah. teenager, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I threw him up against the Hey, this is how garage. we use this how
This is how we used to play. Yeah, right, right, right. We know that too well. Right. We know that yeah. too well. Oh, man. Yeah, you know that too well. No, we. We. You know that we. too well. We. I, I seriously appreciate you, um, you know, coming by, just giving us some insight. Like I said, this is our first time doing the podcast. Uh, we're huge fans of you and Stacks yeah. podcast. Before we get off, man, um, Anything that you do want to make sure that you promo, you know, we're going we gonna to make yeah. sure you need to drop. Yeah, so I just, you know, be looking for my kids. You know, Barnes Boys podcast, and we got the uh, the, the series coming soon with Showtime, man. Like, to me, it's, it's my, 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 to me, my time to shine was, I'm behind, is behind me. Like, to me, it's, it's about propping my kids up and, and, the, and, and their crew their crew around them to try to help them put in position to succeed in life. Shout out to Shout that. Out to being that. a wash yeah. parent. It ain't about us. Right, no right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Let me you sit in the back and just smoke my weed. Let's go. Yeah, y'all go get it. That's, that's all I want to do. That's it. At this point, that's all I want to do, bro. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Thank you for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your host, Iman Shumpert. I'm your co-host, Ari Shumpert. Make sure y'all rate, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to watch the full episode, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel and click subscribe. Until next time, we are out.